This is the Saturate Podcast. Saturate is committed to seeing a gospel movement happen in North America and beyond, in which every man, woman, and child have a daily encounter with Jesus in word and deed. This podcast is an ongoing conversation with disciples and leaders growing in the gospel and growing in living the implications of the gospel in community and on mission. Welcome to the Saturate Podcast. My name is Brad Watson, and today I get to welcome on the Managing Director of Saturating the World, Amy Lathrop, to the podcast. Amy, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Brad. I've been waiting for you to ask to have me on the show. (laughs) And you know what's really fun is I think that's the first time I've ever said your last name out loud to you. Is that how you say your last name? (laughs) Yes, it is. Okay. Perfect. Oh, great. It's not Lathrop. No, but everybody says it that way. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I grew up being called Bread. Bread. So (laughs) in Portugal, but... Since you were a bread and wine church. It is. That's what my band in uh, junior high was called, Bread and Wine. Or no, Bread and Whiskey. Bread and Whiskey. That's way more hip. (laughs) Yeah, it was really hip. We were super hipster before there were hipsters. So, Amy, welcome to the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about introversion and how introverts can be part of missional communities because a lot of times people imagine missional communities as these huge party centers and it can feel like there's no space for introverts. Uh, You and I are introverts uh, that pretend to be extroverts. (laughs) And so I thought this would be a great time to talk. Uh, about that and what it means to be a disciple with different personalities and things like that. But before we do that, maybe you could just speak to uh, what your daily life is like as you make disciples, even I think uh, what you're excited about when you look at Saturate. You know, you're the managing director, you're you're the boss around here. So what's getting you excited uh, as you make disciples, as you help other people make disciples? Yeah, that's a great, great set of questions. Um, <laughs> I'm like, ooh, where do we start? I guess I can start with um, some things that I'm excited about, both on the saturate side and personally, and kind of what my daily life looks like. I think just on the saturate side, you know, daily life is all over the place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like today, I've spent time <laughs> edit, uh, editing our new fall resource for kids mm-hmm. and with some of the trainers for upcoming transitions conference and answering emails about resources, um, how to get connected to uh, people that are in their city and region, all sorts of things like that. I'm working from home today, so I'm in my office. So doing laundry, talking with my daughter. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just got off a phone call with uh, one of our other um guys on the team, David, kind of vision casting and dreaming about future resources and podcasts and blogs. So (laughs) kind of runs the gamut, but I really love that part of what I get to do and just having my hand in a lot of different things and just seeing the team uh, work together and kind of flourish in the areas that God has called them and equipped them. So I really, that's probably what I love the most. I'm just excited about some of the things I just mentioned, like Transitions Conference coming up in August and our new resources that we're releasing in the fall. This particular book I'm working on is Gospel Basics for Kids, and it's beautiful. 
So I'm really <laughs> excited to see that release. Yeah. Yeah. So then in, in my daily life, uh, what discipleship looks like is just all of life. Just, I think God's really shown me that everybody who comes into my life, I am discipling them and they are discipling me in, in lots of different areas. Um, I just try to be really... Yeah aware of conversations that I'm having and what's underlying. A lot of times we want to leave it surfacey. And I don't know if this is part of my introversion or part of just the way God's wired me, but I'm usually mm-hmm. paying more attention to what's underneath what they're saying. Um, mm-hmm. I think I can wear people out pretty quick because I tend to be drained by small talk pretty quick. <laughs> so yeah. I want to get right to the heart of the matter and not everybody wants <laughs> <loves> that. <laughs> right. That's true. You can become known as like the serious person or the, the, the diving deep person. Yeah. I think in the end people really love that. So people do want to be known. Yeah. They're just not used to working that part of their muscle yeah. or that part of their soul. Maybe Yeah. That's so exciting. And yes, those resources are going to be fun. I look forward to hearing uh, the, the things that David is dreaming of. And I'm sure that'll impact what I do. And that's yeah. really funny because we, him and I just exta- exchanged voicemails about another episode of the podcast we're going to do. So that's exciting. Yeah, I love it. So introversion, Amy, you and I, as we just said, are introverts. Can we be in a missional community? Do we have a role to play in an outward-oriented community trying to make disciples who make disciples? Well, I don't think so. So I'm not (laughs) sure what we're going to talk about for the rest of the time, but I'm I'm kidding. No. Yes, that's... (laughs) Yeah, I think definitely. And I want to talk just a quick bit about introversion, I think, because I think... Um, it's easy just to say somebody's extroverted or somebody's mm-hmm. introverted, but there's like a whole gamut of totally. extroversion and introversion. And my introversion is going to look different than your introversion, mm-hmm. Brad, because we are wired different. Totally. I have done a lot of work around the Enneagram the last couple years. And so just mm-hmm. being, um, you know, people's heart motivations Um, And how that comes out in the way they, you know, relationally interact with people has been hugely eye-opening. So for me as a nine, the peacemaker, my introversion looks like maintaining peace internally and externally Mm. for other people as well. Mm. And I just have a way of perceiving people in a way that I think can be scary sometimes. But what missional community looks like for me or even discipleship as an introversion is I tend to seek out one or two people, you Mm. know, in a larger group and, you know, a lot of chaos will wear me out really quickly. So if there's lots of stuff going on in the kitchen, I will go find whoever's in the backyard (laughs) or hanging out in the room. And so I tend to be a little bit quieter and more observant. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I love what you said there about introverts being different. Uh, We even, my wife and I were just talking about that because yeah, a lot of times people use these personality things to be like, oh, well, my mom is an introvert. So that must be what you are like, or my dad is that way. So that's who you are. But really we're, you know, a, a planet of 6 billion and counting people 
mm-hmm. who interact and have unique personalities and views on the world and traits. And we're just this wonderful, you know, interwoven fabric of humanity. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so like the way I'm an introvert is because I'm a, I'm a three on the Enneagram is I want to be alone so I can achieve stuff and accomplish things. And it even works out really odd because as an introvert, one of my favorite places to be, if there's a whole bunch of people, is actually in front of all of them where they're not talking and I'm the only one talking. Uh, So that for me, uh, where I get to perform, so to speak, or preach or teach or any train, any of those things, I love it because I'm basically just interacting with myself, uh, and that sounds uh, terrible, I realize. But yeah, it's your way of being alone in the crowd. It is. It's my way of being alone. If it's if it's just a you know barbecue, like on Saturday we went to a block party that some neighbor neighbors had invited us to. I guess a pre pre Fourth of July block party and it was just this mob of hundreds of people hanging out and talking and like you were describing chaos I just went and found like two three guys that I could just zoom in on and talk because it's terrifying but if those same you know 200 300 people were just staring at me and listening to me talk I'd feel super comfortable which is weird yeah that has the opposite effect on me yeah (laughs) I mean I can speak but the moment I get up on a stage and realize I have to come up with something to say, like I mm-hmm. have to be <laughs> intelligently, <laughs> it's like everything just disappears. I can't think of a single thing to say. Yeah, that's not my mode. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how you operate. No. But I think that that's really beautiful. And, and one big takeaway there is if you're leading a missional community or even just part of one, to, to look around the people in your room and not just reduce them to a letter or mm-hmm. a number, but actually take the time to see who they are, see how God has wired them, but also just see the, yeah, the, the passions and the desires of those people and, and think of how you can see them flourish, which is something that you do really well getting our team to flourish, Amy. Thank you. Yeah. So we're saying it's possible. What makes being an introvert unique? within a missional community because it's, it's not the same as, as an extrovert. Uh, you kind of touched on this with the, the chaos of the kitchen, but what, what do introverts bring in a really unique, special way? Why do we need them? Yeah, I think <laughs> introverts, like I think I said before, you know, they tend to be quieter. They're listening, they're observing, they're seeing people in a way, and I'm not saying extroverts don't have these same qualities, but introverts just tend to be, yeah, they just have a more of a radar for mm. what's going on under the surface. And so I think they bring a lot of stability and mm-hmm. intentionality. And I think also maybe a call back just to remember maybe why we're getting together mm. or what the mission is or, yeah, you know, they'll also have a, an eye for maybe what's wrong. Sometimes mm. it's in a missional community. It's just like, this isn't working, what's going on, but we can't quite pinpoint what that is. And sometimes it'll be the introverts that are, you know, able to say, Hey, this is what I've been observing. I think mm-hmm. maybe this is what's going on. Or maybe we should try this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think they just bring, you know, that 
more introspective mm-hmm. ability to to call people together in a way that is, I don't know, just, I can't think of the word that I'm trying to think of. What about you? (laughs) (laughs) It's a great word, but you're just, you're just, whatever. Yeah, you're just on the spot now. You're on the stage. Don't think about the thousands of people listening. It's just me and you, Amy. I think I'm really leery about just lumping all introverts in together. Mm -hmm. Really, where I'm like, ah. Totally. Yeah. And I think that book, uh, Quiet, which is a great book, I just listened to the Audible book. And it talks about introversion in our extroverted world. And a lot of us are kind of trained to be charismatic center of attention. That looks like confidence. And that looks like the smart people are the ones talking, those sorts of things. But this book kind of reshapes that whole conversation to just think about there's tons of different introverts and extroverts, but they have great value. Yeah. And something that I was thinking about as as I was uh, listening to that book was how many of the like great like missional community leaders that I've been around, been able to coach, been in my churches, uh, even the ones that I've been able to interact with have actually been introverts. And I think sometimes people think that to be a leader is to be an extrovert. I've actually noticed it being pretty even on who, who good leaders are. So it doesn't matter if you're an introvert or extrovert. I think like you, what you're saying is introverts do bring this great ability to listen to other people to draw them out to give sort of quiet powerful uh, critiques or new direction uh, to a community that in a way that that extroverts can't and I think that that's uh, just really really powerful and they're also more as you were describing in your own life is trying to dive deep in a, a few conversations which is a great leadership quality that's even the way that I like to lead my missional communities is meeting with people a lot, like one-on-one and hanging out with them. And then I see what we do when we get together once a week as not really my main way of leading, but it's in these relationships at the dinner table, things like that. Yeah, I love that distinction um, because I think sometimes as an introvert, I feel lost mm-hmm. in the midst of like, I'm not sure what my role is here, even though I'm co-leading. <laughs> I'm right. clearly leading. But sometimes, because I'm out of my element, so even when you just said that I see more of those one-on-one times as mm-hmm. the real um, kind of work that I do, that's that's what gives me joy. It feels life-giving. Hmm. And then in the the greater, when the greater group comes together, it's, it's not that I don't enjoy it. I do, but I it's like I get a little off-center on mm-hmm. what's here, what do I do? Whereas in those times of planning for MC, you know, I think as an introvert, I'm intentionally create planning to create space for people mm. to be known, to be seen, um, and to use their gifts so that right. it's not just the extroverts or the louder, more opinionated, you know, all good things right. that are always heard. I want to make sure that we create space for people like myself Mm -hmm. and even other people who are, you know, even quieter or they're just new because I come into a missional community and you're new and you're an introvert. It's going to be really hard to find some solid ground for a while. If ever, if you don't intentionally create space for people to just be themselves and, and to be, to feel like 
who God has created them to be is, you know, mm-hmm. is a good thing and that we want them. Right. That we actually need that from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think there's that, especially when you talk about new people, there's that grace to allow them to, to blossom and to feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, especially with community focused discipleship, which is missional communities, the, there's a tendency to be like, Hey, like get on board, yeah. you know, hang out with us all the time. Like let's be a party. Yeah. And then if you're not, it's like, Oh, there must not be plugged. They must not care. They must have an idol, you know, they, <laughs> they must dark. not believe <laughs> right away. <laughs> right. And a lot of times it's, you know, it's just very much they're getting used to all of these people. Yeah. And feeling known is going to take a, a little bit longer than just talking all the time. Yeah. yeah. And then feeling known by what they're saying. Yeah. 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 I love like what you just said about, well, you know, we tend to be in such a hurry. We forget that this is the long play. Mm-hmm. All of our life is, is a long play. And right. we just want to be like so quick to, you know, make a judgment or know what's best for someone else. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's one thing. God's really shown me in the last few years is to just slow down right? and wait for him. <laughs> See how he's leading, oh, that's not so- how I'm pushing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great even picture of, yeah, are we walking behind Jesus or are we pushing him? Oh, we're pushing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's such a good thing to sit back and say. And, and I think that there's a hard that there because there are moments where, we really do need to push on the, the communities that we're leading. It just might not be pushing them towards things like showing up on time and making sure they show up at all yeah. and things like it might be more pushing them on like, who are you as a child of God? Who are you as a, as a person and as a new creation? And then seeing those like, Oh, showing up on time and being part of it kind of happens. But a lot, I think, in our culture, we get sort of driven on, you know, are people going to show up and are they showing up enough times for me to believe that they're really part of this with me or something like that? Yeah. I love what you just said, because I think one thing I've learned from the, how God has worked in my own life is, you know, more and more, I'm less concerned with what people are doing and more and more concerned with, do, do they know how to hear from God? You know, do they know how to listen to the spirit? Do they sense God's presence? You know, because I've learned if it's a no for all of those questions, then my doing mm-hmm. is also pretty much a no. You know, I'm mm-hmm. kind of half-hearted and I I live more out of the should and the ought other than yeah. the overflow of I get to. Mm-hmm. And it's the more and more I, you know, mature and draw closer to Jesus and his heart for me that increases mm. my heart for others and the heart for his mission. And mm-hmm. I think that makes such a difference. And so, whereas before I would be so much more like behavior driven, mm-hmm. you know, in relationships with people, I'm much more, Oh, what's going on in your heart? Like, yeah. I want to do this, which is totally fine. Let's talk about why not. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good, Amy. I think that's, that's super exciting. And that's what we want to see is as we mature, we, we begin to not be addicted to the activities of community or mission, but we become, you know, addicts to the hope and joy that is knowing Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, that you talked earlier about, you know, hiding behind introversion, Mm. you know, but I think even for, you know, extroversion, because I Mm. am an introvert who has primarily masqueraded as an extrovert my entire life. (laughs) So there's that, that way to hide, you know, who you are in the way you present yourself. And, you know, it's hard to tell the truth when you're hiding. Mm -hmm. And so using, you know, your introversion to hide yourself instead of just being honest about what's going on in your heart. I think that's Mm -hmm. one thing I've even had to watch for is, Oh, I'm just, I'm just introverted. That's why I don't want to do this or introverted. That's why this person is driving me nuts or, (laughs) Right. Oh, and I was absolutely. like, oh, that's just a big fat lie. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And I think that's, that's probably like such a good distinction. Cause I know a lot of people have been like, well, that introvert, like wanting your alone space or, you know, all of that, that's just an idol you need to get rid of. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes we go at it that way, but what you said is so key is, do you love the people Yeah. and are you motivated by love for them? Mm-hmm. If you don't love the people, then that is like a, problem like you're seeing yourself as this person on this throne that should get what they want but if it is like if your heart is actually growing in love for your fellow disciple uh, your fellow brother and sister in Christ uh, that's probably a good barometer on whether or not you know you're using your introversion as an excuse yeah you have to check yourself do I hate everybody Mm -hmm. all the time (laughs) yeah or am I increasingly loving people more and more (laughs) right and that's not an introvert extrovert thing that's like a this is a hard you know repentance and belief thing yeah totally my son he is like 90% extroverted and my daughter is like 90% introverted so when he comes home, he needs to be loud and crazy. And my daughter, when she comes home, she needs to be dead silent. Don't talk to me. You know, so we have just clashed or they have just clashed over the years. And what I found is it's like my son will be like, oh, I don't like that person or I don't like how you know mm-hmm. she's being because she's introverted. I was like, no. It's you guys have to learn to love one another and and create space and have grace for the way that, you know, they need to unwind and the way they're energized. And that's even as as an introvert trying to lead other people who are extroverts, you know, Mm -hmm. where I'm kind of like, I don't know who you are, you know, as far as things you get excited about and passionate about are pretty much my worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So for me with an extrovert, it's helping them learn to listen. Yeah. It's more of helping them be than to do. Yeah. You know, they get the doing down right. in spades. And vice versa for the other for introverts. You know, because right. you're already naturally quiet, more introspective. It's like, okay, now that you've had all these amazing insights and, and, you know, you've heard from God and, you know, you're grounded, what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. How does that translate into what you do? Because I think it stops short Mm -hmm. doing all this great stuff, or I've like heard all this really great stuff from God, but it doesn't always translate into how we live then. Yeah. And then I, th- I think that there's some really good implications for even thinking through the life of a missional community. 
to include both of those gifts and gifts and personalities, but also challenging both too of saying like, oh, well, we will do like big parties and invite a bunch of people over. But as we do that, we're going to create spaces where it's not just one huge ruckus room, but like that there's a backyard space where people can talk quietly and we'll commission the introverts to go around or the, the, just the really good (laughs) listeners to go around and listen to people, you know, and ask them questions. And, uh, we'll, you know, commission the extroverts to be in charge of setting the music and, you know, welcoming people to the party and all of those things. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many roles to play, I think that are, are really powerful or, you know, I think thinking through, if you have introverts in your group, one of the best ways to draw them out is not in the whole group meeting, yeah. but in the, like <laughs> one-on-one and having them over for dinner yeah. or going on a walk or hike together, things like that. And that really does begin to draw them out. And as, as a introvert, especially a new person introvert, begins to feel more comfortable with the leaders or the core of a missional community, they'll feel more comfortable with the whole. Yeah. Um, Okay. I so love what you just said. I can't tell you, I don't want to say how many times, but a number of times (laughs) where it's like, I have just dropped a bomb in the middle of the missional community discussion because I have (laughs) asked a question that was too probing in a room full of Right. And I'm like, (laughs) and I come home and I'm like, literally nobody participated tonight (laughs) yeah you know after talking to some of my co-leaders they're like yeah maybe that was just like people aren't ready yet to talk about that yeah ready to open up in that way and so I know that like I can't lead um, anything let alone missional community Mm -hmm. without an extrovert by my side because I need that that you know yin to my yang I need that force that I don't have. totally, and you know that other perspective who's seeing this group of people from a completely different set of eyes. Totally, yeah, yeah, and you, we need the fun people and the serious people. We need the the quiet and the loud. We need them all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, uh, Amy, thanks so much for joining the podcast today. Yeah. This has been really fun and hopefully really encouraging to all the the personalities out there, but particularly the introverts hope, hope that as you listen to this alone in your car somewhere in your happy place, (laughs) that you are encouraged that you're a member of the community of faith and a super crucial, important one, not just for caring for people, but for mission too. It's really big stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on Brad. You are a great host I love our podcast, <laughs> so I'm super excited to be on one. <laughs> and It'll an be great. I was, you know, dreading you might ask me someday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we worked it out. and We'll have you back on again because I think this is really good. And I think it's great to, to hear the whole picture of Saturate. I think that's really good for our listeners to, to get an idea of and... And yeah, to all of our listeners, thank you for joining us again. Uh, We'll be back again real soon talking and chatting. But as always, send us your questions or comments or thoughts. Uh, You can email us at hello at saturatetheworld.com or you can connect with us, send us direct messages on social media. 
we have all of the different social media. So we look forward to hearing from you. We love our interactions with you as the listeners. And uh, as always, you can rate the show on whatever device you're using, uh, whatever app you're using, and that helps people find us. And if it is beneficial, share it with others. Uh, And we have a new thing uh, that we're doing called the Catalyst Partner Program. That was probably too many letters, but uh, we're inviting people to become catalysts with us in this movement of seeing gospel saturation. And that's people that are committed to giving financially to seeing this work that we're doing expand and even thrive and whatever level that you can give and whatever consistency is super beneficial to us. Every little bit helps. And so this, if this has been beneficial, maybe you can consider that as a way of partnering with us to see gospel saturation happen, not just in your city, but around the world. And with that, thanks for listening and we'll see you again soon. Today's podcast was edited by Ben Fort and our theme music is written and performed by the band Mopac. Saturate's hope is to see one missional community for every 1,000 people in every city as we see the glory of God fill every person, every place, and every church. We participate in this vision by curating resources, training, coaching, consulting, and many more ways. Find out more at saturatetheworld.com.